Welcome to Now Hear This Entertainment, a podcast for fans of the guests who appear on this show, as well as fans of music in general, and a podcast for musicians, singers, songwriters, artists, entertainers who want to learn more to help them grow in what they're doing. I'm your host, Bruce Wozniak from Now Hear This Incorporated. Check out www.nowhearthis.biz. Be sure to sign up for the email newsletter there, which is quick and easy. All that's required is an email address. We are coming to you from Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out on the web at www.cbpro, as in Crystal Blue Productions, cbpro.net. Be sure you are subscribing to this podcast and telling your friends to do so as well. We are thrilled to be on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and SoundCloud. Lots of great guests on Now You Hear This Entertainment, or as I've taken to calling it, NHTE. Joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from northern Wisconsin, my guest is a singer, songwriter, and workshops presenter. She has also written a memoir and completed a sitcom pilot based loosely on her life. She is also a high-demand wardrobe stylist to artists, actors, and other professionals and has been hired by many national brands. She also works as a production coordinator on film and video shoots. Among her many songwriting credits is music done with and for Megan Lindsay, last year's runner-up on The Voice. You've been hearing Believer by Megan Lindsay, which my guest was a co-writer on. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show Julie Morava. Well, thanks, Bruce. Glad to be here. Yeah, Julie, I'm glad to have you. Um, this is a little different for us, but, but, but this is a great way for us to start the show. Usually it's a guest telling us about their own song that we played during the intro of the show, but Believer was recorded by Megan Lindsay, and you were a co-writer on it. So tell the listeners about the song itself, for starters. Um, Believer, we wrote together, oh gosh, maybe last year already, and uh, Tyler Kane, Megan, and myself. And it really is just kind of a soulful song that talks about, you know, what it means to... You know, believe in something. It doesn't really matter what it is, whether it's, you know, your religion or yourself or, um, you know, your place on earth or a higher spiritual, whatever it is. It's just sort of um, a a soulful song that talks about being a believer and how important it is and how it moves you forward and how it kind of just, you know, can even impact your relationships. Now, who brought the idea to the table, or, or was the song written long, long ago enough that you don't remember? <laughs> oh, that's what I'm going to say. Um, I can't really. Re- we, we write so much together. The three of us were a little bit of a writing team that on that one, I, I can't remember who brought that. I'm typically, and by the way, my daughter will be just livid if I don't mention that I'm actually not much of a singer. <laughs> I'm mostly a, just a songwriter. Hmm. And um, so, yeah, she definitely says, Mom, don't sing. Wow. So um, wow. I pretty much bring ideas and lyrics to the table for the most part. I can play guitar and sing a little bit, but it's not, you know, when you work with people who do it professionally, I prefer just not to. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, I think that that was one of the times that we probably just sat down and Tyler got a groove going and uh, we just, uh, it just came out of us. That happens a lot that way. Well, you know, I wonder, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of reflecting back on, on myself and, and the, and the history of this show over the last two years. I wonder because I do cater so much 
to the listeners who are up and comers, I wonder if I make too many assumptions. So let's really go fundamentals here. Let's really just go down to to the basics, the the beginning level. When you're going into a co-write, Julie, how does how does a song start? Does someone all always does someone always already have an idea, or is it we we're getting together because we know we're supposed to write together? Let's see what we come up with. You know, Bruce, there are so many ways, and it's so different every single time. Even for, you know, Megan and Tyler and myself, sometimes I'll have a hook or an idea or a partial song piece written of maybe a chorus or a verse, and we'll go in and, and, and we'll work with that. Sometimes Tyler will have a track or a groove. Sometimes Megan will have a melody, or, you know, it, it can happen anyway. And, and with every writer that I write with, um, sometimes we just sit down and talk especially if we haven't met before. And it just, you know, it depends what's in the room that day, I think. Yeah, I like that last part that you just said, especially if we've never met before, because what I see happening is when I'm at songwriters festivals, I see people who kind of meet each other and, and they're not from the same town. And they say, well, you know, if you ever get to Nashville or if you ever get to Insert City here, let's 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 hook up, let's write together. And, and I wonder if the young people are, are putting too much pressure on themselves and perhaps missing out on opportunities because they think, what am I supposed to do? What, what, what am I supposed to, am I supposed to already have a song ready when I get with that person or, or, you know, so, so I think that's important, you know, of, of this discussion that we're having at this particular time. Mm-hmm. I think also that it's helpful. I found um, just from experience that if you're writing with an artist, that, you know, one of those two ways, whether you go in with some ideas to throw out there for them and then also to ask them if they, there's something, you know, that they want to write about or, or get off their chest or, you know, so it, it, it is dependent on who you're writing with. If I'm writing with a track guy, of course, he'll, you know, give me several different track possibilities to work with. And so it, it just can be so different every time. Well, I, w- I want to dive in here on songwriting uh, because of the fact that that the focus for Julie Morova is really more on writing than being an artist. So I, I, what I'm looking for you to do, Julie, is to describe that career path because I think too many people, at, at least outside of Nashville, uh, equate songwriting with uh, that person recording the song themselves and, and not thinking of songwriting as that can, as I said, Nashville doesn't count because everybody there writes, but I, I think people outside of Nashville don't realize that there are lots of people who are making a living just being a songwriter and not recording the songs on their own. Right. Um, well, my path started, oh gosh, this is lengthy, but my path started as an actually, I've been writing since I've been about 14 years old, um, play guitar and, and, and sang and, and wrote a, you know, a little bit and just continued with that on and off throughout my life. Um, but I would have to say that, um, gosh, in my later 20s, I, I just felt there was something more for me out there uh, in the songwriting area. I, I just wanted more from it. So I became an NSAI coordinator um, in Green Bay, Wisconsin. And that's um, National Songwriters Association International. And people meet on a monthly basis and they come to a group. And um, I just started by going and I really loved it. And I wanted to be a coordinator. So I went to the training in Nashville and there met more people and, and hit songwriters that actually do the mentoring and training. And, um, 
then that was a great, that was a great forum for me. I mean, you're with people that have, you know, are like-minded and want to do the same things that you want to do. You meet co-writers and, and you critique songs. And it's just really neat to have, um, you know, a group that has your same, you know, the same goals or the same ideas and, and things that they want to do. From there, um, gosh, I started to just really get the bug going to Nashville and I, I, decided to make an attempt to try and take myself a little bit further. So um, I was able to, I was asked to join a, a, a true ASCAP, a, a writer's group where I was mentored by some songwriters. Um, Tony Arata was one of them, Michael Peterson. Um, and that required me to be there um, every month for four months for like five days a week. And I didn't know how I was going to make it happen, but I did, and that was a that was really big for me. And I met a lot of different writers, and I um, just continued to hone my craft, go to writers' nights, meet people. That is also where I met Mark Allen Barnett, who I know you've had on your show. Yeah, and you know, um, as I've stated in the intro, you've got quite a resume for us to go through, and, and you're outlining some <laughs> of it there. But but you know, another reason that you're a great guest for this show is because you don't live full-time in Nashville and, and are proving that you can go back and forth to Nashville and have some success and that you don't have to move to Nashville. Uh, that's absolutely true. And actually for me, I think it's a plus. Um, I really, when I come and even, you know, when I used to come and was part of that group and, and started doing things, it was really important for me to, um, to be a part of um, uh, coming home and gathering my thoughts and my ideas. And it, um, it, it gave me kind of a way to let off steam and to be back and be normal and not have to feel like I had to go to everybody's writer's night and be at every event. So it really was a nice break and it helped me to refresh creatively, I believe. Wow, very very insightful. That's that's exactly what I was hoping to hear. Uh, so as as we've alluded to here a little bit, um, to complete the circle for everyone, Megan Lindsay, who we talked about before, uh, w- was the runner up on The Voice last season, uh, was on this show two weeks ago, and on that episode, I told everyone of her connection to Mark Allen Barnett, who was the guest on episode twelve of this show. And that went on to become the most listened to episode of Now Hear This Entertainment, so much so that I had him back on for episode 102. And Julie, as as you mentioned, you, like Megan, are in the Mark Allen Barnett circles, too. So just talk a little bit more about uh, getting connected with him. Um, Listeners, Mark Allen Barnett, if you don't know already, has written over 3,000 songs. So obviously, uh, Julie, you've you've spent uh, enough time... Um, working with Mab, as as we all affectionately call him. <laughs> yes. Well, absolutely. Uh, Mark has been a huge influence in in my songwriting, in my um, you know just my journey. He's been just an amazing uh, positive influence. Uh, brought me into a group of people that were very positive and, and very like-minded like myself working towards a goal. And, um, I met him first of all, as a coordinator, I wanted to have him up here for a workshop, but that didn't work out. And then, so on one of my trips to natural, I actually met him for lunch and we chatted and I took some of 
a couple of his tours that he gave. And then um, we just, you know, he introduced me to co-writers and some different circle of people. That was um, just a wonderful group of people. And I still am friends with several of them today and co-write with several of them, as well as Mark. And um, so, yes, he was a very important part of my journey. Yeah, indeed, it sounds like it. And, and more importantly, again, for those who are listening that are up and comers, what I want you to take away from that is that obviously they're still in touch, you know, and, and we've talked in the show before the value of not only making contacts, but maintaining them. And so to be able to be in northern Wisconsin and still have someone that you can call upon regularly in Nashville, Julie, obviously is, is something that uh, you don't even think twice about it. it. It sounds like he is one of many that you continue to quote unquote do business with uh, on a regular basis in Music City, even though you are in northern Wisconsin. Oh, and all honestly, Marcus' family. I actually, um, I became great friends with his girlfriend Tina, and I actually stay with them when I'm there. And we're we're more than friends. We're absolutely complete family. <laughs> But again, getting back to the mechanics of songwriting, I, I would venture to guess that because you are not full-time in Nashville, that you probably do a lot of co-write sessions from northern Wisconsin. Julia, I'm, I'm thinking maybe via Skype. Is is that uh, kind of um, obvious? Um, no, not necessarily. Yes, I do Skype now. Probably I've only started doing Skype writes in the last couple of years and more so to finish a song. It's really hard to start a song, I think, over Skype. I really need a personal connection and I love the magic that comes when you're in a room with someone, uh, whether you know them or you don't know them. It's, I think that connection is important. So I actually... Um, I've been going to Nashville probably for eight to 10 days every month for the last, oh gosh, since 2008 or nine. Wow. Wow. Yes. I mean, I skipped a month here or there when there was a holiday or, um, but it's pretty, been pretty solid. And when I'm there, I usually, not as much anymore, but I used to schedule three appointments a day, a morning write, an afternoon write, and then an evening write. Wow. Uh, if I wasn't in the studio, I'd do a studio session with um, my co-writers in the evening, and then maybe there was only two writes. So as Mark used to say, I'd hop off the plane running to a writing room, and I'd do that pretty much until I hop back on the plane. So, so then it, it's so pretty then... intense. It sounds like since, since we know that your daughter is going to listen to this, it sounds like it sounds like when you go there, you write and you don't go play at any writers' nights. Am, am I correct? Oh gosh, no! I no, I would never do that. Never sing. Never play at a writers' night. <laughs> well, but you know, again, though, that's you know, it is humorous, um, and, and especially I'm, I'm sure your daughter is probably pausing her listening device right now and just belly aching <laughs> like there's no tomorrow but you know again that's important for for people to hear that are listening that are considering you know going back and forth to Nashville and and again I want people to understand this idea of just being a songwriter and not having to be both not having to be a singer songwriter not having to write so that you're going to someday be an artist and lo and behold that's that's exactly the pattern that you're following Julie is I just go there to write that's it Absolutely. And I mean, I know my strengths and my weaknesses as well. And it definitely isn't, you know, like I said, my lyrics and my ideas. And, um, 
you know, I think it would have benefited me to be able to do that because so many people are looking for a talented writer as well as a, someone who can, you know, portray their songs, even if it's just as a singer-songwriter at Writer's Round. But it's also, you know, the other side of the, um, the, the dice for that is that it really made me hone in on my skills. I have probably a database of, I don't know, over a thousand ideas and songs wow. half written started. So, wow. I mean, it really made me hone in on my, on my strength. Wow. Well, let's, let's go back to, to one more mechanics item. Uh, again, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm challenging myself to, to not be so assuming <laughs> that, that the youngsters know all this already. Uh, so going back to the idea, because I, I know a lot of people do talk about, you know, let's, let's write together over Skype. And, and again, I'm, I'm trying to get in the, in the head of the youngsters who are saying, so do I, do I have to have my guitar in my lap? Are we actually going to play back and forth with each other over Skype? Um, what, what, is it, what is your advice to those who are going to try to do it that way? Well, I guess, you know, it, it just like, you know, it should be similar to a writing session in a writing room. And I would assume that someone should have a keyboard or a guitar. Um, if nothing else, someone who can sing and, you know, then you have me as a lyricist. But yeah, it definitely helps to have, um, even over Skype, to have somebody doing music okay. as well, whether it's how you start your song or just as they come in when you, you develop an idea. I, I do think it's it's pretty important to have some sort of musical instrument, even if it's your, just your voice. Well, I'm going to give out your website here in a minute, but uh, I, I wonder, um, are, are you, is, is there a, a facet of, of what I will call, Julie, more of an ink uh, that, that, is, that is available for, for one-on-one mentoring if people do want to contact you with, with questions, or, uh, or is it really just kind of um, enjoy the podcast? <laughs> Well, actually, I mean, I do do speaking engagements and I do do workshops where I I can talk about a lot of different things, obviously. Um, I have a a kind of a thing I do that's called Dream Big, Why Not? And it's kind of about my journey and um, just songwriting in general. And um, I do song critiquing and things, but nothing over like my website or anything like that. Um, But like I I do... um, I do go go out to workshops and do things and, and like that. Other than that, I, I, I don't really do anything online. Okay. Well, uh, I am Bruce Wozniak, and joining me today in the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from northern Wisconsin is songwriter, and I'm going to call her all-purpose gal, Julie Morava. Uh, <laughs> do visit her official website. It's www.juliemorava.com. And if you're out jogging or if you're driving or maybe working out at the gym and you can't write down the proper spelling of her last name, uh, just look at the title of this episode on your listening device so you can check out juliemorova.com. She is also on Facebook and Twitter. There are icons for both on the contact page of her website, so connect with her on those social media platforms. On the music page of her website, there are links to purchases you can make through iTunes of music that Julie contributed to. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in Now Hear This Entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio at nhte.net, plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show. Sign up for the e-newsletter at nhte.net and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it, too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. 
Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram. If you're a new listener to the show, thank you. And please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. I mentioned just two of them, uh, Megan Lindsay from two weeks ago and Mark Allen Barnett from episode 12, which was the most listened to episode, and then he came back on in episode 102. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. I very much appreciate your time and your interest and support. We are now, boy, amazing, up to 111 countries around the world where the show has gotten listeners from. Uh, Julie, one more question about being a writer uh, more than a performer, and then we'll move on. Um, on the music page of your website, you've got six songs there that people can play. So are those your own? Did did they ever come out as an EP or maybe one of them as, as a single? Oh, gosh. I, <laughs> um, yes, I, I, I'd have to look, but <laughs> um, let me think what I have on there. I haven't changed them in a long time. I think The Edge of Goodbye is on there, and that is a song that was cut by Steel Magnolia on their debut album. Um, yeah, there's. Uh, I'm I looking think, at it here. What do we know about okay. love? Uh, getting back up. April's fool. Game on. Edge of goodbye. And I need a man. Okay, um, I need a man was cut um, in Europe by a, as a dance mix by uh, Cotton Eye Jane. Um, what do we know about love? I wrote with one of the girls from The Voice, um, and she put it on her EP, Nicole Johnson. Um, Hmm, what else was there? <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, so the so the complete list is uh, what do we know about love? Getting back up, April's Fool. Okay, getting back. Okay, get, getting back up was cut by an Australian artist and also Morgan Ovens here in the United States. She's been touring. Um, April's Fool. I forgot Fool. the name of the Australian. Um, nope, that has not been cut. Uh, game on. No, that has not been cut. And then uh, Edge of Goodbye and I Need a Man. Mm. Yes, those are two I've mentioned already. So, yes, yeah. and I, yes, I co-wrote all of those. Okay. Okay, now it's time for Bruce's bonus. This is a segment here on Now Hear This Entertainment where I take off my hat as podcast host and put on my hat as president of Now Hear This Incorporated, giving a helpful tip for the listeners that are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers who are out there trying hard to make a go of it. Today's bonus is share the love. When you're posting on social media, consider sending thanks or accolades or congratulations to a fellow artist, maybe someone you've recorded, written, or performed with. They will appreciate it, and you won't look like you're only all about yourself. People respect artists that will acknowledge others who might actually be considered their competition. And that is today's Bruce's Bonus. How about that? Helpful? There are a whole bunch of tips just like that over all the prior episodes of this show. To make it easy for the listeners out there who are musicians, singers, songwriters, entertainers, to get the tips in one concise format, there is a Bruce's Bonus Book, Volume 1, and a Bruce's Bonus Book, Volume 2, for purchase in ebook format, giving you all the tips from Episodes 1 to 40 and 41 to 80, respectively. Just go to www.brucesbonusbook.com for online ordering and instant delivery. Well, just uh, if if you would, let's um, change things up here now and, and talk a little bit more. You yeah. you touched on this before, but 
Um, for 13 years, you served as a coordinator for your local NSAI workshop. Uh, plus, we, we did cover the fact, I mentioned it in the intro, and you started to touch on it, that you are an active workshops presenter. Um, I'd just like you to talk about that role a little bit more because we have spent so much time talking about your songwriting. And um, and I guess for that matter, I'll put you on the spot and say, you know, how can people find out where and when you will be putting on a workshop um, so that they can see you kind of, you know, being a songwriter, but doing it um, as, a, as a workshop presenter instead of <laughs> sitting in a writing room um, trying to actually brainstorm with someone. Okay, well... Um Yes, I was an NSAI coordinator for 13 years, and I absolutely loved it. I even was a coordinator for a year after I signed my first pub deal with Big Machine Records. So, I mean, I loved it that much. And I just really do feel that it's a way to give back. I mean, I've been very fortunate in my journey, and it's just a way to give back. Every state, I would say almost every state has an NSAI um, workshop, and it's a great place to, you know, to, like I said, to meet other people and to hone your skills. Um, I always just felt that for me, it was just, you know, that, that next step in my journey, and um, I, I loved it. And I, I still, I don't just give workshops at NSAI groups. Um, I do have an NSAI workshop coming up in Madison, Wisconsin on October 8th. So I will be doing song critiquing and, and giving a workshop presentation in Madison at the NSAI workshop on October 8th. Okay. Um, when you're presenting at a, that, at a workshop, are you usually presenting on, on songwriting or publishing, or it just depends on, on what they ask me to present on, Bruce? It, yes, it depends what they want me to present on. In this case, it's a little bit about my journey, um, you know, like we're, we're talking about today, and then um, a little bit about songwriting as well, and then critiquing songs as well. Well, I mentioned uh, a couple past episodes, and I, honestly, I don't know how many times I refer all the way back to episode eight, when Dominic Page has talked about the, the quote-unquote new economy for musicians, uh, but you're you're a great poster child <laughs> for that, Julie, because in addition to all that we've talked about so far, um, talk about this uh, this sitcom pilot <laughs> that you also completed. Oh, yes. Um, I have a friend, actually, who um, two friends um, in New York City. One is a, a writer, a screenplay writer, and the other one is actually a visual artist, but she does writing on the side. And we collaborated on a a sitcom roughly based on my life called Double Life Wife. And we wrote the pilot and we wrote, I think it was like um, we put six episodes together as an example package. And we have uh, we have done some promoting of it. It has not been picked up at to date, but we continue to um, give it to people that we have contact with that develop shows like this. So fingers crossed. But I wonder, you know, I've I've talked to some guests on this show who are songwriters and have, and not a lot, mind you, but uh, who have also written a book. Um, I'm thinking of as recently as episode 106 uh, with Danny Brooks. And I asked him, you know, how different is it to write a song versus writing a book? So I wonder, in in your case, Julie, how different is it to to write songs all the time and then all of a sudden work with someone on on trying to write a a sitcom pilot? You know, to me, it didn't feel all that much different. It just seemed that 
the, the process was pretty much the same, sharing ideas, sharing thoughts, putting down dialogue. Um, but it was, it just came out in a different form. But the, to me, writing is, you know, it ebbs and flows in different ways. And uh, writing is writing. It just can come out in different fashions. Well, see, I was tempted to ask, was it easier, perhaps, because it was loosely based on your life? But I guess as a veteran songwriter, maybe the answer is it doesn't matter, Bruce. I, I sit down all the time and write about stuff that isn't me, isn't based on me. Am I right on that? Absolutely. I mean, we can't all experience everything that we put into our songs, but somewhere we have um, maybe known somebody or we draw from what we've seen or heard on TV or in a book or in a movie. So it's pretty easy to do that, whether you're doing it for a sitcom or for a song. Well, you've also mentioned... um... The, the the memoir that you wrote you've touched on that a little bit T- tell us more about that that project uh, that project is <laughs> is is still in progress because i keep changing things that keep happening so i keep changing mm. the end the end of it um it started as just a a, a memoir about the um the journey that i was on it's called uh, journey to the first cut and lessons learned along the way and it starts with my, um, you know, my wanting to actually pursue songwriting uh, as a career in midlife and all of the things that happened and how it sort of uh, one thing led to another. And like I said, I mean, I'm still in the process of changing the ending. It, it hasn't been published yet. And I think at some point I'll, I'll just stop and self-publish. <laughs> so, um but that's been really great. I used to keep journals. In fact, I actually still do. Um, I, when I started going to Nashville, I, I, I started keeping a journal. And I've done that um, for years and years. And so much of what I wrote in the memoir was what came out of those journals. Mm. But, you know, I, I, I wonder, though, this seems like a good opportunity to have a guest kind of speak to. I, I, I encounter so many people all the time where someone will tell them, you should write a book. You know, with your story, you need to write You need to write that. You need to publish that in the form of a book. And, and, I, and I know it sounds, well, why are you asking this to Julie? She, she's say, sitting here saying it's not even finished yet. Uh, but you did, something finally moved you to at least start to write it. Um, what, what is your advice, Julie, to all those people who are told that their story really needs to be published in a book. Is, is it, you know, look, look how long it's taken me. <laughs> Don't jump right into it. Or, or do you encourage those people to, to go ahead and give it a try anyways? Oh, I definitely encourage people to go ahead and give it a try. If you have something, you know, I mean, I just chronicled my life basically in my journals and I think everybody has a story to tell. Mm. Uh, it just, you know, everybody's story is so different and so unique and, I think sometimes we forget how interesting other people's lives are. Um, and I, I would definitely encourage people to go ahead, sit down, uh, write an outline, uh, talk to people about what they think is important about you or what, you know, what they find interesting. And, and I'd go for it. I think everybody should do that. So I'm, I'm glad you said that because, you know, I, I think that a lot of people do say that so frequently that it kind of gets watered down and you do kind of start to get a bad taste in your mouth, a chip on your shoulder that, oh, please, everybody thinks everybody has a story. And so thank you for saying it the way that you did. It, it actually kind of reminds me of a Seinfeld episode, you know, where they're 
talking about the, the show that they were writing. And, you know, George says, what did you do today? I went to work. That's a show. You know, and it's like, well, it wasn't really anything. And he's, you know, I mean, I know it's kind of a strange comparison, but, um, you know, you're saying we are fascinated by so many other people's lives that, yeah, in fact, it probably is a good story. Uh, you know, what this is that, that you're telling someone they need to write about. And I see it all the time when I sit down with someone new and we share our stories and I think, gosh, this person has a really interesting life or a really interesting experience. And I just think it's a matter of getting to the nugget that might be the most interesting thing to write about in one's life. I am Bruce Wozniak and joining me today on the Now Hear This Entertainment guest line from northern Wisconsin is songwriter, and as I've dubbed her all-purpose gal, Julie Morava. Visit her official website at www.juliemorava.com. And as I said before, don't worry if you are out jogging or if you're driving, maybe working out at the gym, just not in a position right now to write it down. You can get the proper spelling of her last name by looking at the title of this episode on your listening device so that you can check out juliemorava.com. She is also on Facebook and Twitter. There are icons for both on the contact page of her website. So connect with her on those social media platforms. And as I mentioned before, on the music page of her website, there are links to purchases that you can make through iTunes for music that Julie contributed to. Be sure that you're also checking out www.nhte.net, as in now hear this entertainment, nhte.net. For every episode of this show, we've got the full audio plus the guest's photo, a link to their website, and quotes from the guest on each show, all at nhte.net. Sign up for the e-newsletter there and subscribe to this podcast and tell others about it too. Subscribing is free, and it makes it so easy to get the show every week on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or by following on SoundCloud. Go ahead and use the social media buttons on nhte.net to like the Now Hear This page on Facebook and to follow on Twitter and or Instagram If you're a new listener to the show, thank you ever so much. Please do check out some of the prior episodes of Now Hear This Entertainment. We've had a lot of great guests along the way so far. As always, many thanks, of course, to those who are not first-time listeners. So truly grateful and appreciate your time and interest and support. Uh, Julie, as if we haven't talked about enough projects of yours already, (laughs) you also are a high-demand wardrobe stylist to artists, actors, and other professionals and have been hired by many national brands. Uh, How and when did you get started into that? That just sort of came organically um, when I was out on the road with um, Megan and whoever Megan was touring with. Um, Many times we would just have to put, you know, outfits together and sometimes buy them on the road or um, if she knew she had a, um, an awards thing coming up, we would have time on the bus to contact a designer and and speak to what she needed and, and, and pull things that she could try on. And it just sort of happened. And then I also, when I had my first pub deal, I worked with a lot of different young and up and coming artists and they would have a photo shoot or something. And they'd ask my advice because they knew I'd work with Megan and it just sort of snowballed. And I actually put a page up on my website for it and different people contacted me and it just, like I said, it it seemed to snowball and it's something I really enjoy doing. And that's, you know, that's just something that came about because I was out and about with songwriters wow. and artists and different people. Wow. 
Yeah, those are some of the benefits of, of being seen and, and being, uh, I say, in the right place mm -hmm. at the right time, but but also paying your dues and, and putting in enough time. I mean, as you say, with the amount of time that you describe that you do spend in Nashville going back and forth there, uh, it's no surprise that, that obviously those things like that were, were bound to happen eventually. Well, I'm, I'm glad. I mean, I did have some experience in college. I did a lot of costuming and things for plays. And so I, and I did have some experience ah, and I've okay. always loved fashion and, and, and things like that. So it did fit in. <laughs> okay. Well, one other branch uh, of what I have dubbed Julie more of a ink is you're working <laughs> as a production coordinator on film and video shoots. Uh, is, is that music related projects? Is it, is it just in Wisconsin or there maybe one or two Examples you can point to that listeners would be familiar with. Just just tell us a little bit about those projects. Oh sure, um, actually it's music videos, and it's in Nashville. I did I did the um, production coordinating and wardrobe styling on Megan Lindsay's Bulletproof video, and that was when she was still on Big Machine as Steel Magnolia. And then I also did Joshua Scott Jones honky-tonk video. I was the production coordinator and stylist on that video, and that was after he went solo. Okay, okay. Um, a new development for you as of the beginning of this year, if I have it correct, is that you have actually officially become Megan Lindsay's manager, yes? <laughs> Again, once out of necessity, um, she had <laughs> to, she did make a change after she um, was done with the voice. She um, uh, felt a change in management was important, and uh, she did do that. And I was the person who was available <laughs> and knew her the best and could help out in those ways. I do have a, a business degree and I'm marketing, and I, I'm no stranger to doing uh, PR and things like that as well. So I was a natural choice, and we work really well together as probably a parent so yes i'm currently her management person <laughs> awesome well uh let's let's strip away everything that we've talked about so far and, and let you be a proud mom for a, for a minute now because your daughter does perform yes oh yeah she's really great <laughs> go ahead go ahead and, and, and brag on your daughter for for a minute or so Oh, okay. She is, um, she just turned 18. She's a senior in high school here and she has been singing and writing since she's been around nine years old. I started bringing her to Nashville with me at nine wow. during the summer for a couple of weeks. And she wrote with all the people I wrote and she played writers nights and shows with people like Megan and Tyler and Nicole Johnson from the voice. And yes, she's really, um, she's really uh, honed her skills as well. And about a year ago, she, well, actually more than a year, about two years ago, she, um, she uh, put together a band called Rebel Grace. Her name is Haley Grace. And so the band Rebel Grace, and they've been booked all over northern Wisconsin. Uh, they are a modern country band, high energy, high spirited. Uh, and they really, and they do have quite a few originals in their set as well. In fact, uh, they just opened, actually as a duo, um, Haley and her lead guitarist opened for Megan Lindsay and at the at a big theater in our area in Green Bay two weeks ago. Wow, wow! And and are you are you that band's manager too? <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, yes, I'm the mummager. <laughs> Well, that that's good though. At, at least at least she's uh, 
open to, to having you involved and not rolling her eyes and saying, Mom. <laughs> oh, no, she loves it. And um, we write together quite a bit. Uh, wow. And she's a, she's a very good writer, and she's an extremely good um, player and performer. So I'm very, very proud of her. Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, we're going to close today uh, with another song that you were a co-writer on. It's another Megan Lindsay song called Good Boy Bad. So before we let you go, Julie, tell the listeners all about this song, if you would, please. Well, this was a really fun song, and it was on Megan's EP, Before the Believer EP, and it was a country EP, and I have to say it's one of Haley's favorite songs to do out, and we wrote it with Megan and Tyler Kane, uh, and basically, doesn't everyone need a good boy bad? <laughs> All right, well, Julie, thanks ever so much. Uh, we covered an awful lot of ground, and I appreciate you making the time to do this today. Oh, thanks so much for having me, Bruce. It was really fun. You bet. Listeners, that will do it for this week's episode of Now Hear This Entertainment. My sincere thanks to songwriter and utility gal, Julie Morava. Do visit <laughs> www.juliemorava.com. And don't forget to follow her on Twitter as well. And a reminder about the links on the music page of her website. They will take you to music on iTunes that Julie contributed to. Don't forget to visit www.nhte.net and sign up for the email newsletter there by simply putting in your email address. And of course, please do subscribe to this podcast and tell your friends about it. Give us a nice review on iTunes or Stitcher Radio too, hopefully accompanied by a five-star rating. That really does help the show a lot. If you are listening on SoundCloud, remember that you can like and share. They call it repost episodes there. And you can also follow on SoundCloud. Let's get your feedback on the show, too. Post your comments or questions on the Now Hear This Facebook page. There are links to it and Twitter and even the Now Hear This official YouTube channel on nhte.net. Plus, there's a link there to this show on Instagram. Or send us an email. The email address is on the contact page of nhte.net. We have been recording this show at the great facilities at Crystal Blue Sound Studios near Tampa, Florida. Check them out online on their website, at www.cbpro.net. That's CB as in crystal blue. Thanks for listening. We'll send you out today with another song by Megan Lindsay that Julie more of a co-wrote. It's the one you just heard her talk about. This is called Good Boy Bad. Change till I try.